Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Have you checked your 401k today? I would. If you didn't think to, I'd check it right now. Oh, not, not, not if you're driving. Wait, wait, till, wait till you get to your destination and pull up your phone. Open up that app. Uh, I think you'll be pleased. I think there's a good chance you'll be pleased here today. Uh, the Dow today is up over 470 points. That's a 1.6% jump, um, which represents which represents its highest level since February. And in addition, it represents uh, having gained back or the regaining of all the losses sustained during the course of the coronavirus. Now, what's the occasion that triggered such a jump? In not only the Dow, but uh, in individual stocks or, uh, around the globe. It's the announcement of this morning from Moderna. Moderna says that it's got a vaccine with a 94.5% effectiveness. I never thought, I never thought when I was young that a day would come where the announcement from some pharmaceutical company would put on my face such a genuine smile. I I, I don't know if you can hear it through, but I have been grinning ear to ear throughout the duration of today's program. Because of what this 95.5% represents. And not to forget about Pfizer and BioNTech, that German company we discussed last week. Yeah, we've got vaccines in the pipeline. We've got vaccines in the pipeline. We are creeping up. We are creeping up and knocking on the door of something resembling a return to normalcy. I mentioned the Dow. Uh, Well, think about these other stocks which have done incredibly well. Uh, Over the past 24 hours, Carnival Carnival Cruise Line stocks have jumped nearly 10%. That's an industry that doesn't exist in the face of COVID. All right. Uh, Producer Amy and I the other day were uh, going through some exercises and looking at how the cruise industry f- was faring right now. We thought, well, let's let's hypothetically go through the motions of booking uh, a cruise. Let's see how far down that road we can get, and let's see as we you know try to book something, will there be like uh, requirements for testing? No, no, no. You, you just can't book anything. There's just nothing for you to book. Not this year. Sure, going to next year, and there's some options there for you, uh, but. But with a pandemic still raging, with this virus still making its way from person to person across this globe, cruise industry is not going to do too well, uh, nor, nor the airline industries. And yet today, on the occasion of the announcement by Moderna, if you look at United and Delta and other airlines, stocks are up. How about this one? Uber. Stocks are up. 
Now, any smart money person is going to say, "Hey, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't get too don't 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 get too excited, okay? These things ebb and flow." And I know I'm not I'm not making any money movements today. I'm not going to call up the the advisor and say, "Hey, would you mind uh, doing this and that and that?" No, no, no. no. The smart folks say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> make your moves when things are normal. We're not quite at normal yet, but we're on our way. <laughs> we are absolutely on our way. There's one thing I wanted to share with you uh, before that last commercial break, and it comes from uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Fauci. <clears throat> do we do we hear from Fauci too much on this show? Do we, do we, he, he's the expert, right? Do we play too much of uh, uh, what Fauci has to say? I don't know. Five seven five zero zero. Let me know. That's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Here, uh, that question I asked before the break about Thanksgiving, uh, I forgot to play this for you, and I thought it was interesting. We'll get back here to uh, Moderna in a moment. But uh, before the vaccine, Dr. Fauci revealed his own Thanksgiving plans. Here's what he intends to do. My wife and I are going to have dinner together, a quiet dinner. We're going to get on Zoom, and we're going to talk and smile and laugh and drink and eat with our children uh, who are doing it distally and virtually. Now, that was just the decision we made. I'm not saying every family needs to make that decision. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I had hoped to squeeze it in before we went to break there as I was asking you that same question. I wanted you to hear what Fauci had to say. Anyway, back to back to Moderna, back to the vaccine, back to hopefully the elixir that will allow us to never again have to take such distancing precautions at such a beautiful holiday that is Thanksgiving. You know, hopefully that uh, myself, you, Dr. Fauci, everyone get together with their family next year. Until then, though, uh, we wait and we get even more hopeful due to the announcement of this vaccine. Here is uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar uh, discussing the vaccine. We hope that uh, because of Moderna and Pfizer's vaccines, which we've already been producing, to have enough by the end of December to vaccinate 20 million of our most vulnerable citizens. We made it clear there'll be no politicization of these processes, and I'm, I just assume everybody else involved similarly is calling balls and strikes based on science data and evidence, and that is certainly what we're going to do. Excellent. Uh, listen, I have <laughs> I've kind of dominated this conversation here with emotion and excitement and all that. Don't forget that there is science underlying all of this. Uh, Elizabeth Cohen from CNN, she is their senior medical correspondent. Uh, she goes over the data here. She brings us back down to scientific earth here, uh, goes over the data that makes Moderna's vaccine 94.5% effective. These numbers are stunning. Pfizer's vaccine showing very similar results. Let's get right to the details. As you said, let's break it down. What this Moderna data shows is that they gave 15,000 people a placebo. That's a shot of saline that does nothing. 90 of those people became sick with COVID over the period of several months. They also gave the same number of people the actual vaccine. Only five of those people became sick with COVID. That is where you get that stunning 94.5% effectiveness. Fascinating stuff. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a moment. And when we return, I want to uh, I want to have a conversation with you. I'm going to open the phone lines again. Uh, I'll remind you the number 801-575-8255 is the number 801-KSL-TALK is the number. The reason I want you to call in, it is because with this vaccine on the horizon, with this vaccine uh, coming, 
We really are. And, and, and with numbers like that, 90, 95%, if you remember a few months back when we were speculating what a vaccine might look like for us, we were talking about numbers 51%, 60 would be wonderful, uh, 70% would be you know sent to us straight from heaven. But no, we're talking about 90, 95%. All right, that's going to go a long way towards returning us to normalcy. It is coming. It is coming. My question to you is, in a hypothetical world with the virus behind us, how will you celebrate the return to normalcy? What will be the first thing you do? If you woke up tomorrow, the virus was gone, how would you first celebrate your return to normalcy? How would you, what would be the first thing you would do? Would you shake someone's hand? you give them a hug? I saw on TV the other day, I was watching some, you know, it was Gilmore Girls. I was watching Gilmore Girls with my wife, and I saw uh, two people shake hands. And I thought, oh my gosh, I miss things like that. I couldn't tell you the last time I shook a hand. What would you do? The virus is behind us. We are returning to normal. What's the thing you do on day one of that new normal? 801-575-8255. Quick break. Your call's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I've opened up the phone lines, and I have a very basic question to ask of you, but it is one that I... Uh, find myself thinking about, like if I'm jogging or if I'm uh, just laying in bed late at night, can't quite sleep, I have lately found myself been thinking about what life will be like when we return to normal. And what will I do? What will I do first to quench that thirst for normalcy? I have, for the past number of months, I've resisted, I've resisted thinking along those lines because, you know, we haven't known the end. We haven't been able to see or put a timeline on the light at the end of the tunnel. And, and, and in fairness, we can't do that right now. But what we do know, we know something uh, today that we did not know two weeks ago, and it is that there are candidate vaccines right now that are boasting 90-plus percent effectiveness. Pfizer of last week alongside BioNTech, and now today from Moderna, 94.5% effective. And it's in the pipeline. And it's going to start showing up. We're going to get vaccinated, and we're going to get beyond this, and I very much cannot wait. And so my question for you, what's the first thing that you are going to do? I've got an odd one. I know that I know that we all want to see our family. We all want to hug our loved ones, wrap our arms around those we haven't seen in so, so long. Those are, those are the givens, right? And so I'll tell you, what, I'll give you a free pass. You don't necessarily have to say see family to kick things off. We'll just assume that we all want to see our family, and we will all know that that's what's at the top of each and every one of our lists. Here's something that's not at the top of my list, but it's something I'm very much looking forward to. And I know I know I'm about three decades late to the popularity of this sport, but racquetball. I am a huge racquetball fan. I may have bored you with some of this in the past. I'm a huge racquetball fan. And due to the nature of how that game is played, you're in close proximity to someone, uh, you're in an enclosed room, uh, you're breathing heavy. Yeah, racquetball's been off since the dawn of, of this, <laughs> since the dawn of this pandemic. Uh, shaking hands, that's one I mentioned before the break. I saw uh, in a TV program two people shaking hands, and I, it just for the first time uh, struck me, oh my gosh, that is, that is a, a, you know, a, a habit in which we engage uh, a trait, a thing that we do, a tradition that I absolutely miss. Here's what I never thought. I never thought that I would feel this way. Uh, but it's meetings. Meetings. He- here in, in this newsroom, 
You know, we do much work to make sure that there's uh, continuity and that we have all of the up-to-date information and that our technology works just right and that we are making sure that our sources of information are good. There is a lot of coordination that goes into uh, running a radio station, if you can imagine. <laughs> and and since the dawn of this pandemic, we have had to shift all of that onto uh, Microsoft Teams. Anytime you're meeting with a boss or you're uh, meeting with a coworker, uh, you are interacting through Teams. Even sometimes here in the newsroom, you'll be speaking with someone who's in an office on the other side of the building or sometimes even closer than that. I don't want the bosses to hear this, but I very much miss meeting face-to-face with, uh, with bosses and coworkers. <laughs> How about a staff meeting where everyone gets together? Now, again, bosses, I'm not calling for more meetings. I, that, that, don't 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 misconstrue what I'm saying, just in case they're listening. But to see them face to face, I really can't wait. And of course, uh, church face to face. Let me share with you a few of the text messages uh, and throw out the phone number uh, again, real quickly. Eight zero one KSL Talk is the number. Eight zero one five seven five eight two five five. What are you the most looking forward to? Once we get this coronavirus here behind us, and I'm, I'm comfortable talking along these lines now. You know, it used to be something that would maybe get ourselves worked up for, for no good reason, and we'd have to endure months and months and months of additional, uh, you know, isolation and quarantine. Well, now, now we've got a vaccine on our side. It's on its way, and it's about to uh, get in the fight, and it's fighting on our side. Some of the texts, here's the most recent one to come through. Uh, my, my question again was, what's the first thing you do after you get this coronavirus pandemic behind you the first response first thing i'd do i'd get a date and kiss a girl <laughs> i'd get a date and kiss a girl i've i've thought about this not 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 for myself obviously i'm happily married uh but what is dating like <clears throat> what what has dating been like for uh you know those out there looking for a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever they're looking for how have the apps handled things you know <laughs> It used to be, uh, I'm told, you swipe left, you swipe right. Are there are there COVID precautions on there now? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, best of luck to you. Church meetings here comes in via text. Uh, church meetings, something that someone uh, misses. Oh, here's one. Here's one that I, I absolutely agree with. In fact, it was part of the heartbreak of not being able to hop on an airplane. Uh, we were going to leave this Friday. I had to cancel that one because of the uptick in cases. I work for Delta Airlines, the text says. I can't wait to fly somewhere with my wife and kids. I can't wait to fly somewhere with my wife and kids, the text uh, The text says. Oh, here's someone. Oh, Wowly, love racquetball too, haven't played in years. Well, I'll tell you what, Send me. Uh, maybe you and I will play together. Maybe uh, maybe that'll, that'll be what we do uh, once we each get our vaccines. I'll play racket with you. Um, oh, here's one. <laughs> it says, uh, burn my masks. Then book a flight to see my grandkids. Burn my masks, then book a flight to see my grandkids. Yeah, that's going to be good. That's going to be real good. Uh, last thing I want to share with you on this topic before we go to break. It has to do with, uh, well, I, I learned this while I was kind of investigating the different regions around the country trying to make the, the decision best for me and my family regarding Thanksgiving. I looked at I looked at the different coronavirus rates around the country and I compared Utah to what would have been my destination states on this trip. Uh, so leaving Utah, we would have flown out of Salt Lake City International. I was looking forward to my first flight out of this beautiful new terminal. Got to put that on hold. 
we were going to fly into St. Louis, Missouri, and then we were going to uh, road trip from St. Louis to Nashville, Tennessee. And so I thought, okay, I need to look uh, comparatively at <clears throat> Utah compared to Missouri and Tennessee. Now, we uh, our, our rolling seven-day average, the percent positivity rates, uh, we're, we're, we're not doing too hot. All right, we know that. Uh, but that's on our own standard. You know, comparing ourselves to ourselves, uh, we know we need to improve. And, uh, you know, to hear things here, you might get the impression that we are, uh, we're like the worst in the nation. And we are doing very poorly in a number of categories. But there was one category which caught my attention, and it is the per capita death rate. Every single death is a heartbreak. When we learn each day from the data given us by the Department of Health, when we learn that uh, someone has passed away, it, it, breaks, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. But the truth is, it is much worse elsewhere. The per capita death rates of uh, Tennessee and Missouri are worse than they are here in the state of Utah. I wonder why that is. Well, uh, coincidentally, in the last commercial break, I got a uh, I got a study. A study was shared with me, and it looks at the most physically active states in the country. We know that Utah, uh, compared to the rest of the nation, is well below the average age. We have we are a younger state in terms of the age of our population. <clears throat> and now, too, we can see here that a study conducted in the midst of the coronavirus shows that we uh, are a physically active state. In fact, the most physically active state in the nation. That youth and health, youth and vitality, are very, very important. And they are revealing their importance as we see uh, the results uh, of the coronavirus as it takes its toll on us as a society. So congratulations to Utah for being so healthy. Uh, let's stay this course. If you have any uh, added thoughts, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. You want to share with me uh, what gets you excited about the end of this pandemic? What will you do first? Don't worry about visiting your family. I know that's the first thing you want to do. What about the second thing? What's the second thing you want to do? Share that with me, 57500. Also want to respond real quickly to a text message here. It says, sounds like you can't fly. I thought the airlines were open and operating. Is there something I don't know? Um, no, they, they are open. You can book flights and you can fly. There are certain protocols and procedures they put in place. Uh, but my decision to cancel my flight uh, was made, uh, it was a personal decision. I could have gone forward with this. I thought that out of prudence that my family would cancel our trip. All right, uh, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to step away from coronavirus for the rest of the day. We've got about a half hour of radio left. When we return, we're going to talk to the Utah representative responsible for changing the Constitution. Yeah, that's no small feat. Representative Casey Snyder, my guest next, about Amendment E and a guarantee to protect fishing and hunting in the Utah Constitution. Why is that so important? He'll tell us next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.